Okay, boys, are you ready? Yeah, yes. Bedtime Story, Adventure 2018 Chapter 12 James decided it was probably best not to engage in any more conversation on the way to the museum. Hugo seemed quite happy walking quietly. His long legs made navigating around the bin bags easy enough that James had trouble keeping up. The Birdbooth Museum was up one of Brighton's many hills, opposite Dyke Road Park. James had been there a few times before, but not for a couple of years. It was free to get in, and had wall-to-wall glass cabinets filled with dead, stuffed animals, mostly birds, many of which had been collected by a Victorian naturalist. It seemed a strange location to meet. Once they reached Dyke Road, the boys looked out for anything suspicious or out of place. It was just past four o'clock, and that meant it was already getting dark. The museum entrance was right by the pavement, just up a few steps. James took the steps carefully and pushed through the door. Hugo followed. Oh, they've changed it, Hugo remarked, before they'd got through the small entranceway. The brown bear's gone. James looked round. Hugo was right. There used to be a large brown bear with a cub right by the door. They went further in and looked around the gift shop. There was no one else around apart from the cashier behind the shop counter. They were a few minutes early, so the two boys explored the museum while they waited. The Birdbooth Museum was a single-storey building that was about as wide as a classroom, but stretched a long way back, with a small annex right at the far end. It had two walkways that ran down the long sides of the main space and met at the entrance to the annex. The walkways were lined floor-to-ceiling with glass cabinets either side, mostly birds. In between the walkways there were a few rooms with different exhibitions. One with butterflies and insects, another made up to be an old Victorian parlour. The annex at the back had a mix of skeletons and some fish and rocks. It must have made sense to someone. All in all, there was a lot of old stuff packed into the space. The musty smell was actually welcome, in positive contrast to the bin smells outside. But there could have been a bit more light, James thought. It wasn't gloomy as such, but some of the animals in the deeper cabinets were hard to make out. Hugo was in his element, however, as they wandered past the various stuffed birds. Look! he whispered. The golden eagles! They're wonderful! Look how big they are! And these ones are only juveniles! Halfway along the right-hand corridor, they found the missing brown bear and cub. It was in a tall glass case, next to a strange-eyed leopard. James thought they looked quite unnatural, even though they were alive once. The way the bear's head was stuffed looked all out of proportion. The nose was much too long. It was big, though, way taller than James. The cub looked better. He read the plaque to see where it was from. All it said was the Latin name. They didn't see another soul in the main space and went through to the annex. Hugo's favourite exhibit was the narwhal's tusk. James had to admit that he liked it too. They got all the way to the back to the fish and the rocks. Still no other humans. When they re-entered the main space, Hugo led them into the butterfly room. It was half classroom sized, 
with display cases either side and classroom desks and chairs in an island in the middle. Sitting at one of the desks was Elf. Hi, Elf, James said. Sorry about being a grump yesterday. I was dead tired. I heard you had a run-in with Rask, Elf said. That can't have been fun. Who's he? I'm Hugo, Hugo whispered loudly. I'm in the gang. James took a seat next to Elf, and Hugo sat down opposite. Thank you for coming, she said. Did Jenny tell you about my travels? Yes, James said. I'm sorry about your parents. You could have told us, you know. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to find my parents. But you know now. Can I see the box? he asked. Elf took it out and passed it to him. He looked at it closely. Jenny was right. There was no obvious way of opening it. Why does Grauf want it? James asked. Grauf? Jenny asked. The wolf! Hugo whispered. Ah, yes, Grauf. He thinks it's one of the three keys to the inner worlds, you know? Like the caverns under Brighton. Usually, only certain local animals can open doors to the inner worlds. But if you have one of the keys, you can open any door. They are known as the Bones of Kerberos, for obvious reasons. So, my Squiduckin key is one of the Bones of Kerberos, James said. He slid the wooden box over to Hugo. I didn't know before, but Gralf has studied them. If he said it was, then it could be. It fits the story of the Bones. The three keys open doors to each of the three realms, land, subterrain and aerial. The Squiduckin key could be the key to the subterrain. Is this a key? Hugo whispered. I don't know. Again, Graf thinks so. So maybe. I can't open it, so I can't tell you if the key is inside. If it is, it would have to be small. I hope the priestess would tell me, but she'd never seen it before. The priestess is scary. Oh, I thought she was nice, Elf said. Her great-great-grandfather was the last known person to have possession of the key to the land. It was called the Triple M Key. So Grauf chased you here for one key, and now he's got a chance to get mine. What about the last key, the key to the air? No one's ever seen it, Elf said. But don't worry, we'll get your key back. How? James said. It was the key to the Wellsbourne Caverns. Without it, we won't be able to find Lord Raxenberg who's almost certainly got it now. I'm working on it, Elf said. For now, we need to unlock the box. If the priestess's great-great-grandfather last held the triple M key, maybe he can still open it. Surely he's dead by now, James said. Of course. That's why we're here. The priestess says this is where he is. Hugo, James said. How many badgers are there in here? Badgers? Oh! He's a badger, of course, Hugo whispered. Just one! This way! The butterfly room led through to the fossil room, which led through to the mocked-up Victorian parlour. It looked pretty good, James thought. Dark walls, old-looking furniture, even had a leopard-skin rug on the floor. Here we are, Hugo said, pointing to the sideboard. That can't be him, James said. Are you sure this is the only one? Elf asked. Sure! What's wrong with it? He's much too small, James said. The priestess was nearly as tall as me. Her great-great-grandfather wouldn't be normal-sized. The badger on the sideboard was the size of a domestic cat. 
it was mounted on a board. Yes, and her great-great-grandfather was big too. He was called Titus, but everyone called him Titan. And look, said Elf, reading the plaque, it says this badger is an Asian badger, caught in 1970. That's not right. James read the plaque, and something clicked in his head, but he couldn't put his finger on it. Even though Hugo was quite sure, they did another circuit of the whole museum to check for badgers. Nothing. No extra badgers, and no people either. Is there another room for storage? Elf asked. I don't think so, Hugo whispered. Just what we can see. Five minutes till closing time, came a call from the gift shop. Elf looked desperate. Let's go back to the small one, James said. They only had a few minutes, and James was sure that no one else would come into the museum this late. Hugo, can you go and chat to the shopkeeper, please? James said. What about? I don't know. Just something to keep him busy. And keep him in the shop. Maybe ask him about what's in the geodes? Crystals, Hugo said. That's what's in them? I know, but please, just go and distract him and make sure he doesn't come back here. Hugo nodded and trotted off. James quickly pulled the badger off the sideboard and turned it round to inspect the other side. He and Elf felt the paws, claws, snout, ears for anything that could help open the small wooden box. They didn't find anything. Ahem, a voice came from the end of the room. What do you think you're doing? It was the shopkeeper. James said nothing, but put the badger carefully back while the man watched with a stern look on his face. Closing time. Out, said the man. James and Elf hurried to the entrance. Where was Hugo? Elf pulled the door open, and James heard a toilet flush. A second later, the door opened and Hugo came out, drying his hands with a paper towel. Just before James could get angry with Hugo, the door swung shut, and he saw the letters WC on it. The mental click from earlier clicked again, but this time he knew what it was. Be right back, he said, then ran back through the gift shop. Hey, called the man. I dropped my keys, won't be a second. No running, came the reply. James reached the cabinet with the brown bear. There, on the plaque at the bottom, was the Latin name of the bear. Or so he thought. It said, Meles, Meles, Meles. Triple M. This was Titus, or Titan, the great-great-grandfather. He quickly walked back to the front of the museum, remembering to pull his keys out and rattle them and say, Thanks, as he passed the grumpy man. He joined Elf and Hugo outside, standing next to a pile of rubbish bags. I found him, James said. There was a rustle in the rubbish bags. Then a moment later, the bags were thrown to the side and a large rat appeared, with a pike in his hand. And I found you, the rat called Zen said with a sly grin. It seemed that James had been right earlier. Those pigeons were spies.